0: Good morning, beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbayani, Al and Mia with you on this Aloha Friday. Hope everyone is starting off their weekend just fine. Well, of course you are because you're listening to the show right now. So happy Aloha Friday. We got a lot to get into today. But first, want to start off by letting everyone know that the B- Eddie Aikau Big Wave Invitational is still on as it will be coming up this Sunday. So Word of, word of advice though, avoid the traffic if you can and you can like just stay at home and watch it on it's streaming and then you can also watch some football, which is what I will be doing because it is the NFL playoffs, which will also get you in this show, giving you our picks coming up this weekend. But first... Just want to have a play a little soundbite from Guy Hoggy's report this morning on Hawaii News Now as he did get a chance to talk to the organizer of the Eddie Aikau and of course Eddie's brother Clyde Aikau and this is what they had to say. He's
1: a legend himself. He won the Eddie back in 1986. Clyde Aikau is here. Clyde, thanks for coming. You're welcome, Guy. My pleasure. I know you're so busy now being the organizer, you got a new organization taking over the, you know, taking over the reins of this beast of a contest, but I got to tell you, Clyde, I looked on paper, I haven't seen a better swell shaping up for the bay in years.
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, the swell is coming from a perfect di- direction, which is a westerly direction and running right into Waimea Bay and uh from early this morning it's still holding its height yeah so we're looking at um a very very solid um day on sunday so like the last one things look good
1: but then the wind shifted at the last minute and you called it off so is there a chance of that or is there definitely you're gonna go or you're gonna wait till sunday morning before you give a a definitely go
2: well you know when you're when you're dealing with mother nature and the entire pacific ocean pushing this swell from halfway around the world it's a very difficult call but from all of our forecasters and all of our people involved around the world Mm -hmm. and especially all of the big wave riders who chase these swells all over the world from nazareth to portugal to brazil uh... i've been working with all of the big wave riders also and every single one Uh, as opposed to the last swell is on the same level, forecasters included. All right, so good luck to everybody. Now, you wanted to highlight that people might not realize
1: that you got some women, some really great, talented women in this year's Eddie.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, We were, in fact, one of the first, um, we are the first big wave event to ever invite women to the event and uh, it's been a very um, nice journey having the girls a part of the um, Eddie. But I also wanted to thank the mayor of Honolulu and the governor of Hawaii for all of their support. We're having a press conference with the mayor today at four o'clock and he will um, tell you specifically about the bus shuttles that has been created uh, from Ala Moana Shopping Center straight out to Waimea Bay.
1: Now, Clyde, we're looking at a very dangerous situation out there with regard to the ocean and spectators and all of that along the beach, but also because it's such a beast of a contest, so many people diverging on such a small area, you wanted a message to get out to everybody, right?
2: You know, I'm, I'm, I'm specifically directing my advice to the families of Hawaii. Um, if you're planning to come out to the event, on the day of the event, you will be waiting in traffic for over three to four hours. Because traffic will be all the way back up to Wahiwa and all the way back to the Valley of the Temples on Sunday. So my suggestion for our families is to stay home. You will have a live coverage on everything that is going on out in the lineup in Waimea Bay. And you can also watch your football at the same time (laughs) and enjoy your Sunday.
1: All right. It's a beast of a contest. It's a fantastic event. Everything's lining up. Good luck, Clyde. Good luck to all the wave riders as well.
2: One more last thing. Yeah. Um, we are going to be honoring my brother, Solomon Icau, who yep. has passed, and China Uemura in this event. We're honoring them for the day.
1: Yeah. Dear friends of uh, Eddie and dear friends of us.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for coming, Clyde. Good luck. Every, good luck for everything on Sunday. Hopefully things line up and you'll have a bang up contest.
2: Thank you very much, Hawaii. Aloha no.
1: All right. Aloha to Clyde. Aloha to everybody and all the uh, good luck to all the wave riders. We'll be right back with more Sunrise.
0: And once again, that was Clyde cow the organizer and of course the brother of Eddie Aikau, talking to Guy Hagi at Hawaii News Now, talking about the, the contest going on this weekend. And like he said, if you know, if you guys want to go out there be sure to plan ahead but you can also anticipate to be sitting in traffic for a very very long time um and i think i talked about the story before where i had gone out there and we camped over or camped in the car uh, overnight so that it was yeah until it was ready to go and we parked on the side of the road but if you're planning to go out there uh, good luck, because <laughs> the traffic is going to be nuts. You might not even see that much of the the contest because you'll be in traffic, and and from both sides. So don't think you're being sneaky either way if you're coming over from one direction or the other. It'll there'll still be traffic and it'll be backed up. So like you said, hey, watch it at home, and then you can also watch the football games, which. We will definitely get into into in just a little bit. But I wanted to also emphasize what he had mentioned or what they had mentioned in that interview where there are women that are invited. So the last time the Eddie ran, it was a it was still a male only event. And then, of course, since then, as Clyde mentioned, they were the first big contest to start inviting women. So since then, the organizers have broken that tradition progressing from a single female invitee and Keala Kennelly in 2017 as an alternate only to this year's six female and 34 male contestants plus six female and 12 male alternates. So they are officially, you know, in the mix and, and not just one woman as an alternate. So good things to go out there and yeah, shout out and everyone stay safe. But we'll be right back on Wake Up in the Den. to wake up in the den kule agbayani alan mia happy aloha friday once again and before the break we were talking a little bit about the eddy. so if you have no idea that it's going on and you were trying to go to the beach this weekend or at least on the north shore go to every single other beach and avoid the north shore as much as possible because as clyde mentioned you will be stuck in traffic even if you're thinking oh i want to go out to haleiwa just to go you know get some shave ice or or something like that. He as he mentioned there will the traffic on that side at least will be backed up to it will right. be backed up all the way to Wahiwa. and then if you're trying to think oh I'll just go the other way, he said the other side will be backed up all the way to Valley of the Temples. So word of advice, unless you already live on that side or you know someone that you can stay overnight, don't try to go down there in the day. But that's a, that's like the most perfect advice and he even he even dropped like you can watch the the contest and you can watch football and enjoy your sunday and not become angry allen like if you're stuck in traffic.
3: Yeah, I don't get angry allen in tra- traffic. I get angry allen because drivers are just they're inconsiderate. That that's what I get angry at. But no uh it's we're one day closer so the excitement level has gone up a notch, not much, but it's gone a notch, but uh, we're still not there yet to where I would sit there and go like, oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. We're getting there, though, okay? Uh, but, no, it's super exciting that we've made it another day, and, and so far, so clear, no issues. I keep looking outside my window because I'm just like, man, it is hazy. You know, I saw the report from, again, uh, you know, Hawaii News Now and the weather report saying, you know, they are expecting rain and wind this weekend. And I'm thinking like, I, uh, I'm like, I don't know if that bodes well. Uh, but so far, it's it's remained dry. I, I know that that storm, whatever they're expecting, is supposed to roll in sometime tonight, which makes me upset because I got to be on a football field tonight. I'm like, not looking forward to that if it rains. Um, <laughs> You'll be
0: in a booth. You're fine. No,
3: no. But halftime, I got to go down.
0: Oh, OK. Yeah.
3: Halftime, I got to go down to get to introduce uh, the uh, Polynesian Hall of Fame uh, inductees this year uh, for the Polynesian Bowl. But But I'm just, I I always look outside. I'm going, the weather, is it going to hold up for the Eddie? Because if it gets windy, that's usually the telltale sign of it's going to be, you know, downgraded to no go. I told you,
0: it's just the wind. But all accounts and purposes, it sounds like they're expecting a lot better weather than when they had to call it off in the beginning of this month. So,
3: fingers crossed.
0: just watch the news, watch your social media because I don't know. I was watching the news. That's why I was like, ah, I'm not
3: too excited because they're forecasting. No, but I'm just saying win. if people
0: are like anticipating whether to or not to go, that's the main thing. And then watch it of course while you're watching football because that's what I'll be doing. If the contest does go, I will be at home watching some NFL football and then but also watching the contest, like streaming online. But I would avoid all of that because he's not kidding when he says you will be in traffic for like three to four hours. But if that's what you wanna do, then I can't if you you. I can't ju- tell you how to I'm just here to warn everyone to paint the picture and be realistic. So you do what you want on your Sunday and of your time. But I'm just saying if you're even if you're thinking, like I said, of going just to Haleiwa, not to go even now. going to Waimea. Yeah, if you're not even thinking of going to Waimea Bay, but you just want to grab a bite or something in Hale-Iva, Don't or do it. if you're visiting people in Wailua, well at least Wailua you can kinda of go the other way, but that side will probably be traffic too because people will just be like, "Oh, I'm going to go this way," and then cut across, and it's just all going to be traffic. So, or yeah. just or just do this North Shore fam.
3: Not seeing you this weekend, just not happening.
0: <laughs> I know, but like I said, I can't tell the beautiful people how to spend their three to four hours a day on a Sunday. But I'm just here to to give advice. It's going to be an all
3: weekend event and though because they're going to start rolling in on Saturday, wouldn't you think? And so, therefore, like it's it's not just three four hours one day. I mean.
0: I mean, they're only going to roll in on Saturday if they have somewhere to stay, like in their car or something. Pitch tent, right? Can't pitch a tent on that side.
3: Pitch tent on your car? You ever see those contraptions? Pretty cool. Well,
0: I know my parents have like the van where it pops up and you what? have like the bed up there. So if you have one of those, like the Winnebago type of things, and it'll be a very comfortable camp. But like I said, when I did it, it was in a normal what? car and you just have to like what? put down your seat. And, the- <laughs> oh, let's that, rewind a little bit. Auntie Uncle. So, what? Can <laughs> borrow? Can borrow out a kind. Or give them any ideas. They might think of it <laughs> like, oh, yeah, they're probably like listening to the show and looking at each other. should like, rent it out. Maybe we right. should go. Maybe we should go over there. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure like I, I mentioned before, a lot of the people that live close to Imea Bay, they're probably excited to be like, ooh, we're going to make some money this week. Oh, parking for parking kind. Yeah, I've seen, and it's probably gone up now because of inflation. Like I said, when I went over or around 10 years ago, no, I don't know. But when I went, it was like forty dollars. It's probably like hundred bucks now to park at one of those places, which I don't blame them. And shoot, if you if it's you like, have disposable income like that, I'd pay like a hundred bucks to park and not have to walk far. But you're still gonna have to be in traffic. Have so.
3: you ever um, have you ever been to a USC football game? No. At the Coliseum? No. So it's in downtown, right? I mean, it's it's literally in in in, in a bad part of the neighborhood, but there are houses around the surrounding area. And of course, parking at the Coliseum is not that great. It's expensive for one. Uh, but then, because it's in such a peculiar area, right in the middle of the the city, there's not that and not much parking. These houses surrounding they charge for parking, like what they do at the Eddy. But I'm talking like, oh, 80 bucks, hundred bucks, hundred twenty bucks to park here, so you don't have to walk as far. And uh, these guys make bank during the USC football season. And they, <laughs> it's like it's what what they live for and they love it. Uh, just because. The Coliseum sucks for parking.
0: (laughs) Hey, I would like I said I would do the same thing too. It's your private property, and if people want to pay it, then yeah, we'll take their money. But like I said, it's probably gone up. When I was when I went, it was only forty bucks, and it's probably gone up two hundred plus. Especially because since even more so, it's probably like got more publicity now with social media being so common. And like I said, I think I would already start posting my a
3: picture of my driveway.
0: Advertising parking. And then you, oh, actually, that's a smart idea. You should not only for your driveway, but you should start offering, like, you can park overnight and sleep in your car. But, you know, no access to bathroom. If that's the only thing. You're going to have to go walk to, like, Sharks Cove or something use bathroom or go in the water.
3: Oh, I would just rent one porta potty in my house, too. <laughs> and then, uh, and I mean, unless some places they have, like, like dollar.
0: separate, like, b- like restrooms in the garage. A- so, hey, if you have one of those, like, you can charge, restrooms, like, a
3: dollar or two. Yeah, just you don't want to make like, it. You don't want to make it too like
0: just charge like a couple hundred bucks just to like park overnight in someone gr- someone's driveway or garage, especially if they have like a bathroom that's like separate from the house. And you're like, see, you get a restroom and you can brush your teeth in the morning and whatever. That would be a pretty sweet deal. I'd pay two hundred bucks to to make it that convenient. As long as there's a restroom available, I can sleep in my car, no problem. Like. That that's the only thing I would worry about because it's like I need a restroom. Where am I gonna go? I mean, you're not though, the
3: camping. You're not the camping kind in the mountains, like like well, I no, am. But
0: that's different. If you're parking in someone's driveway, you can't just open your door and go. Like that's rude. You, you know what I mean? You have to go walk outside their property line and find somewhere to go. Find the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna do anything in your in your property but i might go next door um so that's because i'll yeah i mean come on i'm from my pahu we've gone camping all the time and i have no problem squatting and going outside but it's just if you're in someone's property like that's rude you can't do that <laughs> and then you have to go walk around and find somewhere where you can hide or something and Worth. it's a little more difficult than a, than a guy that can just like walk on the side of the road and it'll be easy for him to do so
3: just for the record we're joking here okay we're not we're not, yeah. we're not but, but
0: i'm not joking about it would be a good idea but yes if you it have would be a, a good idea bathroom, you charge a couple hundred bucks to park overnight all the person has to do is you got to sleep in your car and you can use this one designated restroom everything else hey
3: and i would do that's it. what i'm saying though like for the winter months where like houses on the north shore that have that kind of prime access i would just like rent a port-a-potty or buy one right and then just have someone service it when we know there's an eddie possibly coming and mm-hmm. then you just charge like a dollar for anyone that wants to use it dollar dollar I'm kind
0: of like t- i know there are always like kids and dollar. stuff that are in the driveways and like selling snacks and i was like yeah charge like water and dollar yep yep that's actually yeah
3: Couple dollars. Yeah. People would do
0: it. Anywho, uh, coming up tonight, though, also not only the Polynesian Bowl, which we talked about earlier, the, where you can see the number one recruit in the country. Yes, number one recruit. He overtook Arch Manning as the number one recruit in 2023. And you can see Alamia at halftime. He'll do a little dance and halftime show for you. Uh, <laughs> dance. Bro. But also tonight, there is a couple of games at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. You have the alumni versus alumni game for Rainbow Warrior Volleyball, followed by the game against St. Francis. They did sweep St. Francis the other night, and then they play them again tonight at 7 p.m. So the alumni versus alumni game. And then also following tonight's match, there will be an autograph session. So for the cakey, or I guess for you adults, too, if you're. That, that big of a fan of volleyball, so that'll be after the match. But so some of the they did come out with the list yesterday for some of the alumni that will be there. You have James Anastasiades who is also on the Spectrum broadcast. uh You have our friend Corey Enriquez still playing, <laughs> 2000 still playing out there. Dude, he balls. Corey. No, no, no. Yeah. Like
3: not. He just doesn't play. Like he still plays like competitively. Like he balls.
0: And he's class of it says oh he played oh six oh seven so go oh, Corey go on with your bad self But yeah. you can see him walking around at the UH games because he works for the marketing side of UH, uh another one another fan favorite is Larry Tui Tui Tuiletta so to class of seventeen eighteen he will be playing Avery Enriquez Davis Holt who else is on here Matthew Cheap who is speaking of the North Shore that's my classmate's brother Matthew cheap but I remember oh
3: related to Lauren cheap
0: uh Matsumoto yeah the uh exactly yeah and Lauren's my classmate and I, now, speaking of North Shore I know her, be in the of office her, later her family house is out there uh, really yeah oh, you'll cool. see her today oh she's coming in a couple hours actually uh, well I'll be gone by then oh thats yeah so but I remember like she has a family house on the North Shore kind of by if anyone is familiar with alligator Rock she's mm. over there so maybe we, you we, can ask Lauren, like, stay over, and they have a big driveway, so they could be one, and they're, so it's pretty cool, like, their, their beach house is, like, super, like, straight up beach house, where I think, and I think that's what it was, I saw her at the beach, and I, yeah, she's like, oh, come check out our beach house, and then, you know, of course, Hawaii, you're like, oh, shoot, I gotta, like, take off my slippers, and, like, dust off the sand, and she's like, no, you can't just walk in, so the one portion of their house is, like, you just, yeah, walk right you just in. walk right in. No need like worry about the sand. And then they have like I guess a nicer side. But yeah, the one side is just completely just walk in and
4: it's pretty awesome,
0: and a big um, driveway. But hmm, Lauren, <laughs> uh, I got kidding. something to ask her when she comes in outside <laughs> no, of uh, it would still a project be, we're working yeah, on. Yeah, but again, it, it's in that pro. It's in that like the middle, maybe. I want to say how far is Alligator Rock from? It's relatively close. Like that would be somewhere I would walk from her family place to Waimea. That's doable as we prepare for the marathon. But that's somewhere also where if in order to get to her place, it would be like major traffic if you're going the day of. But anyways, yeah. So tonight there is the men's volleyball alumni match and the the actual match against St. Francis. But yeah, that's funny how we would like went on a tangent after you see Matthew Cheap. <laughs> but yes, related. The brother of Lauren. Well, there's Natsumoto. not too many people in Hawaii
3: with the last name Cheap. That's why.
0: Yeah, they're the only ones that yeah. I know. Uh, who else is there? Justin Ching. I said Kobe Kanetake. So. Is Kobe still at Cal? What do you mean?
3: Kobe Kanetake. Because he was coaching at Cal. Mm-hmm. Or I should say Berkeley.
0: I mean, if he's was he coaching men's or women men's, then probably not, because why would he be here at this time? Um, That's a great point (laughs) there. That's why I'm Mm -hmm. like, if he was coaching women, then possibly. But if you're coaching a men's team and you're stepping away to play in the alumni match.
3: Oh, he's a coach at um, Chaminade.
0: Oh, learned something new today at us on this aloha friday thank you google <laughs> all right when we come back we'll talk a little bit about rainbow warrior and rainbow rainbow wahine basketball or at least get you caught up with everything that's going on and now the standings after both teams lost yesterday mm, sad face emoji when we come back on wake up in the den No, no, turn it up, turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> Cause every thing gonna be right. <laughs> this is a little perfect little Friday song. Rise up this morning. Smile with the rising sun. Sunshine and rainbows. I can't.
3: <laughs> this song has such a be- uh, more meaning to me, but right now it's hard to hear this song.
0: Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's wake up in the den, Kule Agbayani, Alamiya. Hope you guys are having a awesome Aloha Friday. I know it's still early, but yeah, everything's gonna be all right. We're whoo, on this Aloha Friday and this packed weekend in local sports, but just fortunately last night I didn't watch the whole game i started out. we had like a family uh, get together and a dinner last night so i didn't have to watch the men's basketball team lose as i was already getting frustrated because i watched the very beginning and they had like three turnovers right in the beginning i'm like are, are we kidding like this is not happening right now so the men's basketball team did fall to uc irvine as they're playing out over there 76 68 that game was on ESPN plus they do play at UC Riverside tomorrow game time at 11 a.m. Hawaii time you can watch it on spectrum sports net so it was just horrendous to watch and when you look at the box score I mean they this is weird to see it's like they did not lead at all in this game, which is it's it like I said, it's odd to see, especially for this team who has seemed like they were starting to put things together, but unfortunately didn't take the lead at all and was always playing from behind against UC Irvine. But is it bad that I always laugh when Russell Turner gets crazy? Like, I just love especially when they play in Hawaii and you almost just it's almost like watching Bruce Pearl. <laughs> like at the head coach at what is it, Auburn and then um, you just yeah. and then you just watched Russell Turner who's the head coach at UC Irvine and you're you're just like waiting for him to blow up and I think it was I think they called like a technical or they called no 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 they called a foul uh UH they had just scored and then UH was inbounding the ball and then they called like and like off the ball foul on on their players and and this was like the very beginning of the game and I think they had like a 10-point lead and he was just going nuts. <laughs> that was like to me the highlight of the game. I don't know. Is that bad to always want to like watch Russell Turner? And <laughs> it, no, it was like, um,
3: I was it like seven years, eight years ago. The I think it was the head coach of um, not Cal State Fullerton, uh, might have been Northridge's women's program, uh, basketball program. Like, he would just go absolutely berserk and insane. And it almost became like I I always looked forward to those games because I'd love to, I wanted to see what kind of antics he was gonna have and and kind of like just he would like just blow his mind over the littlest things and I was I remember at the table we used to always be like Coach if you don't calm down here you're seriously gonna have a, a heart attack here like you're getting overworked here and and he would go berserk so he kind of. You know, so he reminds me of that coach. I forget, I forget the name of of the coach, but man, it was it used to be so fun to watch just because you're going like,
0: why? You're like waiting to like, see like the vein pop. Yeah. On his head. you're like, yeah. I was <laughs> like,
3: like calm down, please. Like I'm like I'm almost like got my hand to the side and almost up in the air to call like over for a trainer because like oh, no. I'm like I'm like brother, if you if you are not careful here, you're seriously gonna have a medical issue here because like. Screaming at the top of his lungs, face getting red, jumping up and down all at the same time. I'm like, this is, this is not pretty.
0: Aww. Oh, well. Anyways, that's like the action of Russell Turner. Kind of like how we saw Coach Gannot get a little nuts the last game that they played at the Simplify Arena at Stan Ser- Ser- Sheriff's Center. Alongside myself, of course, when I got a little crazy. But when you look at more You were
3: things, pretty tame at the CSUN game, though.
0: Actually, not CSUN, the game before. Oh, the, the Friday night one.
3: That's right. You were telling me
0: that was the one that was a little crazy. Once again, turnovers. I I mentioned three like pretty much in the first few minutes of the game, but ended up with thirteen turnovers. However, UCI scored seventeen points off of the turnovers, and that's the thing. When you play someone like Irvine, who is they they looked really really good. Like they not only are they. I think it was like every time Hawaii plays like these overly physical teams and they were like ultra aggressive on defense and kudos to the refs when I was watching in the beginning I was like wow they really not I mean even on us like Samuta was getting like kind of like bumping one of their players and I was like wow they're not calling any of this but yeah we just couldn't figure out how to play against them they're just like longer more physical and just was giving us trouble the whole time and UH only hitting three three point shots in the game which is something that three of 19 oh excuse me looking at the wrong score oh no we did good <laughs> i was like i was like no, nope, uh-huh. i'm looking at the wrong side i'm so used to looking at the bottom sorry we hit seven 33 percent still uh, turnovers 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 and just did couldn't we- find the lead that again that's weird to see that we had no time at the lead
3: yeah, to be fair though, I I think it was I think their season average on turnovers is around 12 games. So, I mean, it's one more than their usual season average, but what it what it highlights is the simple fact of this. When you play good teams on the road, 12 turnovers, 13 turnovers are detrimental to you. And secondly, you know how like you and I have always talked about all season long, especially at home, um their inconsistencies on the offensive side of the ball. Where sometimes they 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 can't hit the the broadside of a barn sometimes and and I'm not I'm not saying that to be mean it's just the reality of it yeah. they go on these streaks where literally nothing is is will go in whatsoever and you can get away with it at home because you have the crowd behind you to kind of just get you going on the defensive side of the ball but when you're on the road you almost you don't have that behind you so it you can't go on these streaky moments and. And you know, only putting up twenty seven in the first half, that that'll that'll do you in every time. And and you and you can see you can see though when this team gets going offensively how good they can be. You look at the second half putting up forty one. Uh I think Irvine only had forty one also in the yeah, second half. So they I think essentially tied. So in the they second tied half. in the second half. Um, but one that shows you they picked it up on the offensive side, but so did you see Irvine and also defensively some lapses there as well. But you just can't get into these streaks of where you go cold on the offensive side of the ball, especially when you play your Santa Barbaras and your UCIs on the road and, you know, in the Dome and also uh, the Brennan Center for UCI.
0: Yeah. Speaking of consistency, right, you look at uh, Kamaka Hepa leading the scoring with 17, followed by Jovan McClanahan with 14 and Noel Coleman with 13. And, and Noel hasn't been as dominant as we saw him be last season consistently he did have a really good game a few games ago but I think a lot of these teams are just finding ways to better defend him so they kind of keep him honest throughout the game where we're not seeing him put up like 20 plus points almost every single game like we saw to end the season so a lot of these teams still figuring out the UH and in turn we need to figure out how to take care of the basketball and just be able to share it more
3: you know, I see like you know Noel Coleman's stat line, and, and like you said, he only put up thirteen points, but he had two steals. And you know, essentially, sometimes if you can turn those steals into you know points off turnovers, then I almost quite add add about four points to his total. And really, he had about seventeen as well because those two steals. You know, I don't know if these per se led to any points off the board, but you know, if you're not getting it done on the offensive side, you know the the thing you can do is defensive. And Noel Coleman's been solid defensively I, I, for this year, and so it's good to see maybe not that dominant or you know offensive side that we saw last year like you said but at least on the defensive side he's picked it up a lot too so when he has those off days you can at least count him on the on the D side
0: yeah and looking out at the standings as it sits right now so since UH lost to UC Irvine Irvine moves ahead of Hawaii at the three spots so Hawaii sits at fourth in the Big West conference at the top which again that will be a huge game for Hawaii tomorrow because at the top of the Big West Conference standings, you have UC Riverside. I'm Who sorry. Did... Huh? What was that? What?
3: Who? Oh. Pfft. One more time. I didn't quite hear that,
0: uh, Alan. You're in Hawaii. Don't try to be like someone that's on the TV broadcast where you're
3: cheering for the other team. I'm not. It's, it's <laughs> always funny just because everyone is is like, oh, Riverside, which
0: is fine. You can no. when we're not talking about Hawaii. Like I said, you don't want to be like the other. Person. Trust
3: me, it's funny. I don't root for. I'm from there. I'm born and raised from Riverside, but I don't. I don't root for ECR one bit.
0: why? <laughs> Anyways right behind UC Riverside is UC Santa Barbara. So if Hawaii can come, I mean, that'll be huge. You know, we split on the road. We've always had issues playing on the road. We definitely, and that's most teams, they play better at home. That's why they say home court or home field advantage. So Hawaii is still very much like in the running, but it's a, now that they dropped that game to Irvine, it's going to be even big a bigger deal for them to beat UC Riverside as they're at the top of the conference. And then everyone will be relatively even again, depending on how it goes. Looking over at the women's side, though, after the women lost, they sit at four and three in conference and they are fifth in the Big West Conference standings. They are behind... Irvine, who is at the top, UC Santa Barbara, Long Beach State, UC San, Di- San Diego, and Hawaii. Oh, and look at your UC Riverside, Alan. They're at the bottom of the women's oh, now side. Oh, now
3: they're mine. Now they're mine.
0: Now they're at the bottom. Look, all the way over there, sitting at two and six. <gasps> I'm just saying. But Hawaii does the women play UC Riverside tomorrow at home at the Simplify Arena at San Sheriff Center tomorrow at 7 p.m. And then on Sunday, there's like the volleyball fundraiser. There's just a lot going on, which will be out there. But it was still a very even-ish matchup. Then this game actually went to overtime last night, but Hawaii losing 71 to 67. And I think they're really starting to miss Olivia Davies. Like, I think she might be that X factor. She is injured and she hasn't really played. So that's why we don't see her on the stat sheet, but being that Olivia Davies, and this was a rematch of last last year's championship game, so still a very competitive team. Again, this was an overtime game, so Hawaii was in it and just lost seventy one sixty seven.
3: Yeah, you know the injuries to Hawaii, and then, but you, you can see they're trying to figure it out how to how to kind of go on without. I mean, you look at Deja Phillips coming off the bench now. Normally a starter, the last few weeks she's been coming off the the, the bench. Um, so they're trying different things, trying to get production out of different people and and put them in different roles. Um, you know, it's still early in the year; it's nothing to panic about. You yeah, know, and this, again, it's uh, o- yeah. it was overtime. It's an OT loss, so that's what you like to see on the uh, you know competitive. You know, at least they're being competitive in these games, and so I wouldn't write anything home. Yeah, you look at UCI's record: oh, seven and zero in the Big West, fifteen and three overall. You know, you think like, oh, it's their year. How's you know, uh, you know. Picked preseason number one, now going to be able to withstand it. But early in the year and come tournament time, anything can happen.
0: Yeah, and we'll get a second shot at them in the season. Not till February 25th, though, when we travel on the road. Uh, the the women's team, I'm not as, I feel like they they play pretty decent actually on the road. The women do. So I, I'm actually a little more, I have more confidence and faith in the women's team to get wins on the road than I do in the men's team. Sorry, you guys, but just being real, <laughs> I, I like you know, the I, women I, on the road, so they have another shot against you. Well, I, you know,
3: I I think that goes back to what you and I were talking about before this season even started. You know, you look at like the the women's team; they go on the road or in, in non conference a lot, and they play tough teams on the road, and they play a hard non conference schedule on the road, and so they're battle tested. So that's why I think for me, I agree with you. I I got a lot more confidence in them on the road because they can they've already been there against top teams, and they know how to handle it. Um, the men on the other side, no offense to their schedule making, but they don't really have tough competition on the road and or even at home for that matter. So when they go on the road, it's a little bit of a different animal um, when they get into Big West Conference when, like you said, we're always playing physical, bigger guys and lanky guys sometimes. And, and that gives us fits because we're just not battle-tested on it.
0: All right. So when we come back, we will get into the NFL talk. And my picks have not changed, but hopefully Allen does not agree with me because uh, anytime he – Picks the same thing I do, it's usually a loss, so that's usually the advice that I give to anyone. You're so, Alex, pick your different picks. All right, fine, but we'll, we'll tell go you, through it. We'll tell you about that next on Wake up in the one, two, one, two, three, four. To wake up in the den, Kule Agbayani, and actually we have AC Castudio in here. Like, morning. the bench. Alan was, couldn't handle the pressure of me putting him on the spot and giving his. Uh, picks, that's why. I, I mean, I teased it that we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs this weekend because we're talking about all the things happening locally in sports. And good thing you stepped in, AC, because that gives me a chance to, that reminded me of what the text message was that you kind of just sent that we have to tell everybody about. So one of the UH volleyball aunties, Aunt Auntie Loretta, she's one of the aunties that you see giving all the lay to the volleyball players. And her family needs your kokua to recover from a House fire. So they do have a GoFundMe set up. I did retweet it, and I will post it on our social media. So go out there, help Auntie, Auntie Loretta, and because yeah. she always she always gives good vibes to the volleyball programs there every time, giving lay and even giving lay to like the opposing teams. So we want to go out and help her out, and yeah, just a. They need the community support.
4: Yeah. If you, if, if you, if you go and, um, check out the link and you see her picture, everybody that has attended any University of Hawaii sport in the arena would recognize her. Super recognizable. She's, she's everyone's auntie. Yeah. That's what she became, even, even opposing opponents and coaches and other teams, um, the players. She's part of the, uh, Definitely the the Ohana over there, and you know our our hearts and our prayers and support goes to their family, and I feel super bad about their uh, house that you know was was burned down.
0: Yeah. So if you guys can, if you are able to give, then um, please give, and anything helps in supporting. The anti. So, like I said, I posted it or I retweeted it on my Twitter, but I will also post it on our social media at High Sports Radio, so that you guys can um, go directly to the GoFundMe link. All right, getting to the NFL playoffs. Dun,
2: dun, dun. I
0: just, like I said, I just think it's so funny. I put so basically, I put Alan on the spot because nope. so far we've been. Um, anytime he goes in the direction that I go in, it always mm-hmm. loses. So I blame him for the loss. I don't blame, you know, the actual football teams. I, it's all Allen's fault. He's <laughs> giving me the bad vibes, bad <laughs> vibes only. And when he, what did he pick? He picked, like, in the last game, I think he picked, like, Tampa Bay to cover on Monday. And I told everyone, like, I'm staying away from that game because I just didn't know what Dallas team we were going to get. And I never like to go against Tom Brady. So I just was like, I don't advise anything whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even with all those missed field goals by Maher, they did not even come close to covering. But just like I don't bet against Tom Brady, I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, especially in the playoffs. However it's a very big spread as it stands right now minus 9 against the Jacksonville Jaguars who are feeling that momentum and feeling that confidence after coming from way behind and beating the Chargers to even get this chance to play the Chiefs in the AFC divisional okay. round. So, um we'll see and when I remind everyone that the last these teams did play in the regular season and Kansas City only beat Jacksonville by 10. So it's 27-17. Um But it can go either way. It's just, it's such a big number in the playoffs, especially. And I I mentioned this like a couple of days ago where the Chiefs, like clearly the way better team on paper and Patrick Mahomes and just the brilliance with Andy Reid and Eric bien and of course the connection with Travis Kelsey, just the overall better team. But this is the playoffs and Jacksonville and the Chiefs just like to, you know, I don't know. I feel like they do it on purpose where they're like, oh, we just want to give our fans a little bit of a scare. And probably like Jacksonville's gonna end up scoring first and then Patrick Mahomes is gonna do (laughs) Mahomes things. (laughs) And they're gonna win. Like I I have like all the confidence in the world that they will win, but that nine is very scary for me.
4: You're staying away from that? Oh yeah. I'm I'm taking it. I would totally take it only Wait, which side? I'll 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 take Kansas City. I'll take the nine only because I do I, in my heart I know to give about 3 points for home field advantage. Arrowhead is a monster place to play. It is the one is probably the loudest stadium in the NFL. Um I do like experience in this round. they got a oh, they had an extra week of rest, an extra week of film but and see, diving the extra into But week you don't know it can hurt them too. I don't think not with, I don't, it it could be but not not a team that's been there before, been there done that. They already got a ring, they already got the chip. They They they're not going to I don't believe Patrick Mahomes is going to let an inexperienced, you know, Trevor Lawrence to come in there and, you know, cover. But (laughs) definitely they're not going to win. Oh, yeah, they're definitely not going to win. You can Stamp that you go ahead and money line that one. I just don't. But I I would I would take the nine. I think actually I saw some I saw some boards is eight and a half. If you're lucky to find one, take take the extra take that as a favor. (laughs) <laughs> and definitely, I like Kansas City all the way. Oh,
0: Alan going to Kansas City. All right, we're we're gonna. well we're gonna take test this theory then you're not alan but we'll see how it goes <laughs> by the way if oh you my, my if, phone is gonna blow
4: up this weekend I can't if we do
0: have like the funds in place the money line on kansas city though is minus 450 so they are the biggest favorite in terms of the money line the second biggest favorite on the money line is the philadelphia eagles at minus 350 currently favored by seven and a half and i mentioned Aww. this before time and time again the New York football giants is actually AC's football team. And yep. I am riding with the giants in this one. You don't know what Jalen hurts is going to do. Cause he is still kind of hurt. I don't know. They say he's, he's good, but I don't know. I, I love the giants. I have all the faith in the world. I've like been saying this all season long with Brian Dayball. Like, I think he's a, brilliant coach. He's making Danny Dimes look like Josh Allen now. So he just has all the keys. And if you want to, hey, you want to live dangerously, plus 275 on the money line. But I do feel like that seven and a half is a lot, especially when you get that hook. Like Mm -hmm. I can't imagine the Eagles winning by more than a touchdown in this game. So that hook will really help out in in this, you know, just to get the win and not just your money back. So Giants, seven and a half, I like it. We're going with the New York football Giants riding high on that team. You can double that. Woo! <laughs> Doubling it. All right, getting to the other ones. And I've one that I do like on the money line is the Bengals to beat the Buffalo Bills at plus 200, 2-1 two to one odds. Because I always talk about Brian Dayball, and I've said this time and time again, I think the Bills just offensively are not as good as they were with Dayball there. And Josh Allen just... Looks like a shadow of how he was last season. So I think the Bengals, and once again, they've been here before. So has Buffalo. Uh, they, But I think the Bengals will win. I do think it's kind of a jinx now that they've already started selling tickets to the neutral site for the AFC championship game with the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills. And you know what? That's not going to happen because the Bengals are going to make it and they're going to beat the Bills. And I like that two to one odds that they're getting plus five and a half if you want like a little bit of an extra cushion. But I like the Bengals.
4: Yeah, Josh, Josh Allen looks a little shaky. A lot of turnovers lately. I like the swag of Burrow. I'm taking the Bengals as well. All
0: right, Last but not least, another one that I'm not touching, but you can listen to the Dallas Cowboys and the Niners game right here. Dallas getting four. uh, Staying away. Too much emotion into this one, but my main picks are Giants to cover with the points and the Bengals to win straight up. Well, I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. For Allen, AC, I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye!
3: kgu k K236CR Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.